one of the things that we have noticed over the past few years, especially, I don't know, I guess it's been since we've been paying more attention um, after COVID is the growing disconnect between how men and women relate to each other. Um, well, well I, expand on that. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of been, I guess, you know, being home over the last couple of years, you know, with COVID and seeing how, I guess, being able to spend more time watching, you know, you spend more time online, spend more time, you know, just watching how people engage. It's, you, you've heard people discuss this, I guess, ad nauseum. You know, there are tons of different channels out there where people are talking about this topic. But the one thing I don't hear is a voice from married couples, you know, older married couples, established married couples, um, actually kind of weighing in on it. I hear, you know, a lot of younger people. I hear, frankly, a lot of single people talking about it. But I don't see, and even if they're married, generally only one person is is addressing it. Um, Do you think it's because maybe we don't have, we have such a high divorce rate. So what's the percentage of, you know, the rest of the couples that are married? What's the percentage of those couples that really understand each other are not on the verge of divorce? Well, I mean, I don't know. That's, I guess that's something, you know, we can take a, you know, a closer look at. It's just, it seemed like there was an, there's a void of just couples being willing to talk about the inner workings of marriage, of a successful marriage. And I don't mean, when I successful, successful, I don't mean a marriage that's always firing at a hundred. I mean, a marriage where regardless of the ups and downs, they're still fighting. They're still moving forward. That as long as they're working toward a common goal, that's a successful marriage because it's doing what it's supposed to do. I don't see a lot of married couples um, exploring, you know, topics related to that. And so I thought that might be a good thing for, you know, to us, us to kind of approach, particularly since we've in the past had the conversation where um, we wish somebody had told us this stuff when we were younger. Correct. Correct. We wish somebody had just told us that this is the way things would be, right. or this is, this is a path that could potentially work for that's us. That's true. And that's you know. a pro that's, that's one of my problems. Um, one of my problems is you hear about being a nurse, right? There's something we, back in the day, we used to call our educational system. So when you went to nursing school, you learned the ideal. We called it the ivory towered nursing. But then, yeah, you learned that. But then when you got into the real world, that crap hit the fan, <laughs> right? Hit the fan. And you had to, number one, um, come back to the knowledge that you knew, but you also had to hybridize it for your survival mm -hmm. or else you wouldn't survive period. So 
what does it take for a marriage? You, you always hear people, whether you're religious or non-religious, the religious says, oh, well, you know, depend on God and pray about it and just, you know, make sure that everything you have, leave it in his hands. Yes. Okay. Yes. I agree. And I understand that the non-religious people say, oh, happily ever after. As long as I'm happy, everything is going to be okay. Well, um, that's never always the case. And that's been marriages, I guess, looking back at it now, this has been the thing that plagued marriages. But as modern individuals and modern couples, we have a lot more that we're dealing with, with children, with parents, with other entities, you know, that we, that we're juggling. And I just don't think anyone took the time and we're still using old school hmm. philosophies to deal with modern problems and it's not working. Mm-hmm. It's just not working. So the fact that we have a religious background, you know, most couples today, if they want to get married in a church, they have to go and get advice from their pastor or mm-hmm. rabbi or imam or whoever. I don't, I don't know, whatever religious leader that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Do they have the skills to tell you that it's going to get rocky? Do they ever, or do they just present the ivory towered form of matrimony? Mm-hmm. Not letting you know that, oh my gosh, that storms, you're going to go through storms every year. All it's just a matter of your season and how do you want to handle it? Mm-hmm. And if both people are willing to row this little boat, mm-hmm. You, Until you, you get to the sunset of your life. It's interesting. You hit on a, a few interesting things. Um, I think our approach, because our worldview is, you know, a religious one. I think our approach is probably going to slant in that direction. Um, so with that said, a lot of people believe that prayer is enough. Well, it's not. It's not enough. It it's is not enough. Not tell you fine. That right now. It's the first step, but it's not enough. You still have to go out and seek the resources that are that have been made available to get you where you need to be. If you've got, if you were in a car accident, and you know you you you've crushed your chest on the steering wheel, you're not going to sit there and pray that God will heal your chest. No, you want that ambulance to come. You want those resources that are going to get you there. Now you pray the entire time, but you still bring in the, the experts in the subject matter to help you recover. And so I think marriage is, is no different. Yes. You pray your prayer should be Lord, lead me to the resources that will help us survive this. You know, that's what's necessary. So I think a good approach for us moving forward, would be to, you know, try to find ways to help people understand the mindset of marriage. Correct. Because if you have the proper mindset, other the, whatever follows tends to fall in place because it changes your perspective on how to approach things. You know, um, I think that's, uh, one of the foremost things that we should try to focus on the mindset 
of a successful marriage, the mindset of a successful partner. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, the need for transparency, you know, in our circle, in our community, we've seen a number of, of what would seem to be established couples fail. Yeah. Established families yeah. collapse. Yeah. And the one thing that they all have in common is that they fail in silence because nobody's willing to make themselves vulnerable, to, to show the fact that, you know what, hey, we're having a problem. Their pride is more important than their family, than their marriage. And so I think a bit of a bit of candor on our part, not even a bit, significant candor significant on our candor. part. Yeah. I think it would be a great way to help to open up some of these discussions. Right. People need to see behind the veil. Right. And realize number one, they're not the only ones that go through this stuff. Number one. Right. They also need to know from couples that have been where they are, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. When you're in it and you don't see any way out, you lose hope. And when you lose hope, you lose the will to persist, to persevere. And so I think our goal, as I said, number one, should be to help people understand the mindset and to do so by, you know, if, if I failed at something, I have no problem sharing the fact that I failed. Because I learned from that failure. Right. And that's why we're in a position now to say, hey, you know what? We see what life is like on the other side. Correct. And so that's what I think our approach to this should be. And in the coming weeks, months, years, you know, as topics come and as topics go, that's the overarching, uh, uh, that should be the overarching principle behind what we're trying to do because there's just not enough of this type of content. Right. There's enough of the crazy stuff, people out in the streets, people doing this, people doing that, but there's nobody saying, how do we keep our families together? Because when the family fails, it's not just the family that suffers. The community suffers. The community suffers because the community is composed of, of families. families. Exactly. And so when the community loses a family, the community is diminished. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think that's what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, families back in the day were needed to build a society. Mm -hmm. All right. So as you said, if the family fails, if the couple fails, not only does it devastate just not just them, it's a ripple effect. It's like a tsunami. Yes. Because it affects their children, first of all. Then it um, affects their their immediate circle, then their extended circle, and it just keeps it just keeps spiraling out, spiraling out, spiraling out, and then you know people think that oh well we gotta we gotta we separate our family falls apart oh well it's just us well what about the people in your circle now they're almost suffering the same type of PTSD of divorce because they have to sit here and well I can't. I can't invite this person. We, he, 
you know, this part, this part of the couple mm -hmm. to this function because this one is going to be there mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, one part of the couple might say, well, you guys only want to be on that side or feel like you're on that. You know, you're taken up for one side and then the other one just separates and leaves you. Mm -hmm. And they don't, you know, people don't understand how this affects. Correct. And, and when you break down the family, whether you're religious or non-religious, when the family breaks, the community breaks, when the community breaks, the society breaks, when the society breaks, the country breaks. All right. So mm -hmm. we, we need to understand this principle. Yes. We need to understand this principle and we need to say to ourselves as couples, what am I doing to cause this separation mm. or to cause this breakdown because the yeah. breakdown doesn't happen because one person doesn't like it or the other person doesn't like it or something. The breakdown happens when both sides are no longer functioning. Correct. On, on some level, they're missing each other. Yeah. They're like two ships in the night. They're sailing. missing each other. And again, that's where I believe the importance of mindset in marriage comes into play. And that's why I'm really, um, I'm really committed to um, that aspect of these discussions because there's, there's just not enough of it. Yeah, I think, I think people take marriage for, it's just a game. It's mm -hmm. a joke. Oh, I'm just getting married because I want to have the big fancy wedding and wear the white dress and, and have all these people and pay all this money and blah, 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 blah. And then you think that once you get married, that's it. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, and you know me, I'm, I'm very much <laughs> black and white. I would rather you live together mm -hmm. than get married. Because it, it's, to me, you're, you're, what you're doing, if you're not serious about this journey, mm -hmm. don't do it. Correct. Just go live with the person. For God's sake, live with the person. Mm -hmm. I know this sounds, you know, um, far-fetched idea from somebody who should have a religious view and it's not this, um, sacred in the sight of God. Well, you know what? I think when you get married and you desecrate and you destroy the family, that is just as much a desecration to, to Actually, God. I would say it's worse because at that point, you're going against an oath. You're going against exactly. So if you can't, if you know in your heart of hearts, this is not, you don't have what it takes to do this. Live with the person or don't, don't just be on your own. Right. But, but don't, um, don't risk a marriage. Don't risk, don't risk destroying this, a family, this, destroying a don't, family, this bringing yeah. children into the world. Right. If you're not going to be intentional about it, don't do it. Don't do it because it's a journey. And I think that's where, you know, the, the title of the podcast comes from. Too many people think that the, the, the wedding is the journey, you know, is the destination. I'm sorry. Right. It's not. It's the beginning of the journey. It's the beginning of the journey. Everybody spends tons of time and thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes hundreds, planning for the wedding, but giving no thought to what happens after. afterwards. And so our goal here with you know, the podcast after the honeymoon is to discuss what happens next. How do you get from day one to year 50 to year 60 to year 70? What is required? 
How do you get from the shore to over the sunset? Correct. How do you get there? Correct. Because between where the sun sets mm -hmm. and that shore, mm -hmm. the sea is going to be either smooth, it's going to be clear, it's going to be rocky, mm -hmm. it's going to be, um, they're going to be killer waves. Mm -hmm. They're going to, there's going to be everything. Correct. And, you know, as you said, our goal is to be transparent mm -hmm. and let people know that, you know, we had to go through our storms. We still go through our storms. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but every storm, mm -hmm. you're supposed to learn from that storm. Mm -hmm. That's like a badge of honor. And then you put that. Okay, good. I know how to deal with that. All right. So how, how do we move to the next stage? How do we move to the, the next stage? That's where people need to understand that it is mm -hmm. not always roses. In fact, none of it is roses. No. Most of it is work. It's work. So if you ain't plan if you don't plan to work, then don't get married. Correct. Please go up live with the person for good I'd rather you do that. Live with them and go do your so when something happens, you go your way, that go your way and then whatever. Mm -hmm. And I know people are going to say, well, that's the wrong attitude. You can have your, you can have your opinion. I'm happy for that. Mm -hmm. But this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. I am so sick and tired of seeing people that go out and they get married and they're this and that. And 24, some people as little as three months, they can't figure it out. Right. And, oh, well, I can't figure it out. So I need to, I, th this is not working. What do you think? You think you were going to have tea and crumpets all day long <laughs> what do you think yeah okay so i think um this is a good place to start i think we've got you know we got a good foundation we have an idea what we're going to be doing and um this is basically going to be just a conversation between you and i about what we did how we thought about things as issues came up um what our approach was you know and we hope that, you know, you guys as listeners are able to glean some value from what, you know, our experiences have been, the mistakes we've made, the, the victories we've had. Um, but overall, our goal is just to give people a real, unadulterated, inside view of marriage. The good, the bad, the, the ugly. ugly. Exactly. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All Let's right. Let's get to it. See you guys in the next one. Bye.